Welcome to the next installment of the Position of Neutrality Interactive Step Experience. Today we are going to cover Course 1, also known as Step 1. This step is brought to you by the Position of Neutrality Interactive Step Experience Learning Management System. Check it out at positionofneutrality.org. What you'll learn in this segment of the Foundation of Position of Neutrality and the Doctor's Opinion. In this course, you'll confront the reality of your addiction and accept that you are unable to control or moderate it. Foundations. In this lesson, we will address several prevalent misconceptions, explore what sets PON, position of neutrality, apart, and provide an overview of the first step. Let's begin our journey. Common misconceptions. There is a common misconception that when the word we is used in the book commonly referred to as the big book, the authors are speaking of those in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous today. In fact, the book is titled Alcoholics Anonymous. The story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism, it is the story of their experiences and the path they took to awakening to a better way of living. It is their story, their testimony, their experience, those of us reading the book today would be remiss if we changed their story by misperceiving that the we who are in the rooms today are the we used in the pages of the book when we are not. A different experience. So what we do here is we take a look at the suggested instructions directly out of the main Alcoholics Anonymous text. Let us warn you in advance that you may perceive us a little differently than other meetings of other fellowships you may have attended. The primary reason that's liable to happen is we intend for you to have a different experience. Why do we use the big book regardless of your addiction? The process described by the authors of the book has been proven to work for addicts of the hopeless variety, addicts to alcohol, and other substances. What we do here is not tell you what the book says, because what the book says to you is none of our business. But we will show you how we have found what it says to us and we will encourage you to have your own experience. What is meant by a tangible encounter with power? Jotzitzer, the authors make reference to the feeling of a close friend. We are not saying that God is a feeling, but we are saying that the awareness of that feeling is evidence of a power greater than you are working in your life. How will you know that this program is beginning to work for you? The people around you will make you aware of the changes in your life, we are always the last to notice. Keep up the good work. Forward to the first edition. What we want to do is go to the book and begin in the forward to the first edition, which you'll find on page 23. This portion of the book, published in 1939, is going to help show you why we do this particular study the way we do. Let's take a moment and read a segment from the big book, and then we will discuss what we just experienced. We of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. To show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. All we do is show you how we find our experience in the book and encourage you to have your own experience. We are going to spend a little time on history by telling you who tells the story in this book. The process described by the authors of this book has been proven to work for addicts of the hopeless variety. Did you bounce in and out of recovery? The authors bounced in and out of recovery. 
They were people who had a difficult time with recovery, but they were restored, and they tell us their story. We urge you not to be mistaken. This is their story, not ours. Our efforts through this process are to align our story with that of the authors, to see how our experiences are like theirs, not to change their testimony. All other 12-step programs are based on the experiences shared in this book, which is called Alcoholics Anonymous, the story of how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism. If you know this is the story of how many thousands before you have recovered, then it would make more sense to see who is telling the story and how that came about. The authors are showing other alcoholics precisely how they have recovered. Notice how it did not say to tell other alcoholics. Those of us that have bounced in and out of recovery have undoubtedly gotten this book and attempted to read it. We had thought we were reading a book about other people and then simply added our own experiences to it, with direction from people we thought knew what they were talking about. That does not work. There is a difference between fellowship and program. It is important to note that the program is in the book. The fellowship is in the rooms. The authors didn't form a fellowship and then write a book about it. They wrote a program describing precisely how they recovered. People will say to us, you might be making that up. I direct your attention to where you can find that fact. Go to the page 15 in the forward of the second edition, about three paragraphs down it says, so it was now time the struggling groups thought to place their message and unique experience before the world. This determination bore fruit in the spring of 1939 by the public publication of this volume. The membership then reached about 100 men and women, and then the fledgling society, which had been nameless, now began to be called Alcoholics Anonymous from the title of its own book. For three years, the small groups met sitting in groups, praying in each other's kitchens, helping those whom they could help. They were the first 100 they studied the Bible for four years. Before they attempted to write this book, they discussed every word. The fellowship is named after the book, not the other way around. There is a place for fellowship for reasons of support and camaraderie, but the program is in the book, not the meeting halls. If you want to know precisely how they recovered, read the book. Why is it important to know the difference between the program and the fellowship? If you think you're in the program and the only action you are taking is showing up to meeting halls, you run the risk of remaining restless, irritable, and discontented. More importantly, you won't get the release and freedom the authors write about. You won't find the purpose the authors found. You won't be able to sit very long in the meeting halls. If you have bounced in and out of recovery more than a few times, this may be your experience too. It was mine. Now let's dive right into the doctor's opinion. Get ready to explore the doctor's opinion and discover why it holds such great importance. You're doing an awesome job so far. Keep up the great work and keep pushing forward. Press release, April 1951. Dr. William Duncan Silkworth died of a heart attack in his home in New York. Thursday morning, March 22nd. Thus, we of AA have lost the physical presence of the great doctor who was our first friend. He gave deep understanding and great encouragement to an infant society in the days when a lack of understanding or a word of discouragement might easily have killed it. He freely risked his professional reputation to champion an unprecedented spiritual answer to the medical enigma and the human tragedy of alcoholism. 
Without his blessing, our faith might well have died in its birth. He was a luminous exception to the rule that only an alcoholic understands an alcoholic. He knew us better than we knew ourselves, better than we know each other. Many of us felt that his medical skill, great as that was, was not at all the full measure of his stature. Dr. Silkworth was something that it is difficult even to mention in these days. He was a saintly man. He stood in an unusual relationship to truth. He was able to see the truth of a man when that truth was deeply hidden from the man himself and from everyone else. He was able to save lives that were otherwise beyond help of any kind. Such a man cannot really die. Our friend has only left us for a while. The text above is from an article that appeared in the In the Grapevine, an AA publication announcing the passing of Dr. Silkworth, the man who wrote the doctor's opinion in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. He was a physician at the hospital where Bill W. was a patient a few times before having the experiences that led him to write the book. Dr. Silkworth was at the time an expert on alcoholism. Alcoholism was not recognized as a disease at that time, nor was addiction. But there were a lot of veterans coming back from World War I, and they were trying to treat them. He's trying to treat our population before it was recognized as a behavioral disorder. Keep in mind, the doctor will tell you who he was, but what he was not was an alcoholic. However, the alcoholics who ask the doctor to share his experiences will then share their opinion of the doctor's opinion. We make this point to show you how convoluted it can get when we don't use the text accurately. The message can quickly be lost. The guy that wrote most of this book, even though it was edited by the first 100, was a stock analyst and a very successful one prior to the Great Depression. He put together stock deals that netted businesses millions of dollars during a time when a million dollars was almost an unheard of sum of money. Bill W. was also a famous atheist. His intent in writing the book Alcoholics Anonymous was to lay out the case for why it was more logical to believe than not to believe. He wrote about his experiences and those of the first 100. However, Bill did not remain an atheist. He lays out the case in the pages of the book, how he came to believe in power. But if we don't lay the case out properly, we lose people. We of Alcoholics Anonymous believe that the reader will be interested in the medical estimate of the plan of recovery described in this book. Testimony of the Holy Spirit The authors are going to show us this fantastic testimony about the Holy Spirit coming into them and raising them to a level of life better than the best they'd ever known. They wanted the reader to have a scientific opinion of their experience. Convincing testimony must surely come from medical men who have had the experience with the sufferings of our members and have witnessed our return to health. A well-known doctor, chief physician at a nationally prominent hospital specializing in alcoholic and drug addiction gave Alcoholics Anonymous this letter, I have specialized in the treatment of alcoholism for many years. In late 1934, I attended a patient who, though he has been a competent businessman of good earning capacity, was an alcoholic of a type I had come to regard as hopeless. Remember, this is the foremost expert in the field of addiction medicine speaking. Understand what he's telling us. The foremost expert in the country is telling the reader that he believes Bill to be hopeless. He goes on to say that a category of drinker exists, just like some of us who are of the hopeless variety. 
What a profound statement. We want you to understand the miraculous recovery the doctor witnessed. If you don't understand who is saying this, you are likely to miss just how great a witness the doctor's testimony is to us alcoholics. The doctor goes on to say, in the course of his third treatment, he acquired certain ideas concerning a possible means of recovery. As part of his rehabilitation, he commenced to present his conceptions to other alcoholics, impressing upon them that they must do likewise with still others. This has become the basis of a rapidly growing fellowship of these men and their families. This man and over 100 others appear to have recovered. I personally know scores of cases who were of the type with whom other methods had failed completely. These facts appear to be of extreme medical importance. Because of the extraordinary possibilities of rapid growth inherent in this group, they may mark a new epoch in the annals of alcoholism. These men may well have a remedy for thousands of such situations. You may rely absolutely on anything they say about themselves. A point to remember. Let's remember that the author of this book was on his third treatment. Sometimes we bounce a little. The doctor then prophesied that the solution these authors found was so profound that he believed it was going to solve problems for thousands of individuals. Fun fact. By the writing of the book, the numbers were in the thousands. Eighty years later, we are in the millions of lives saved. There is power in this testimony. There's always power in testimony. That's the reason why we don't change the testimony of the authors. When we do, something is lost. Now we're going to look at the alcoholic's opinion of the doctor's opinion because alcoholics are prone to share their opinions. The authors say, a physician who, at our request, gave us this letter has been kind enough to enlarge upon his views in another statement which follows. In this statement, he confirms what we who've suffered alcoholic torture must believe that the body of the alcoholic is quite as abnormal as his mind. It did not satisfy us to be told that we could not control our drinking just because we were maladjusted to life, that we were in full flight from reality, or were outright mental defectives. These things were true to some extent, in fact, to a considerable extent with some of us, but we are sure that our bodies were sickened as well. In our belief, any picture of the alcoholic which leaves out this physical factor is incomplete. Do you find freedom in understanding that you had a condition of the mind, body, and spirit that wouldn't allow you to use or drink in any other way than destructively? A change of perspective. I burn the house down or live in my car. That doesn't excuse it, but it explains it. It has taken time, but now I understand that my addiction is a calling, not the curse I thought it was for so long. Once there is an encounter with power and the commitment to go introduce others to the power that restores, there is purpose in the suffering you experience. Therefore, no more suffering. It becomes a manner of living to assist others in finding that restorative power. Is that satisfying to be told that? That you could not control your heroin smoking? or your meth shooting, or that you were maladjusted to life, or that you were a mental defect. Most of us have been told something like that throughout the course of our drinking and drugging. Or were all of you very polite and kind of chill in your active addictions? We're all a little bit perplexing even to ourselves during a particularly ruinous run, the ones that landed us in prison or some equally thought-provoking institution. 
One of the things I think our fellowship does terribly is to help people understand what the authors are saying. Based upon the witness of the authors, we won't get well until we know this. It well done. We appreciate your openness and courage as you take strides towards your recovery. Thank you for joining us for this segment where we discussed the foundations of position of neutrality and the doctor's opinion. This is an interactive 12-step program based on the digital product found at positionofneutrality.org. In the next segment, we will cover the manifestation of an allergy.